You're listening to Sacks in the Basement, a production of the Broadcast Basement Limited, where every show is 30 minutes of good and comes from a basement bar on the south side of Chicago. Pull up a stool, pour a cold one, and join us right now for Sacks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SacksInTheBasement.com. Welcome down to Sacks in the Basement. My name is Chris Lanuti. Welcome to my nine-foot homemade oak bar here on the south side of Chicago. I would like you to sit down, relax, crack open a cold one, and enjoy some baseball this weekend as we bring you yet another game in a full 2020 simulated season brought to you by Cork and Carey at the park, found at 33rd and Princeton, currently open, and that's a good thing. Plus, they still have that amazing food available for delivery through CorkandCarryAtThePark.com and also through Grubhub. We use MLB The Show 20, we simulate baseball games, we give you full broadcast, and we appreciate the fact that you give us feedback that you're enjoying it. Unfortunately, baseball is not here for us. In fact, they're the one sport that can't get their act together. Meanwhile, there is a draft going on in Major League Baseball, and that's why James Fox from Future Sox joining us this weekend. In fact, we may hear from him by the end of the game. We're in Houston with the White Sox currently sitting three and a half back from the Minnesota Twins. At one point, they were a game and a half back from Minnesota, but Minnesota never loses unless they're playing the White Sox, and we just dropped two out of three to the Indians in heartbreaking fashion in game three yesterday. But now the team hits the road, and if you're trying to figure out if this game means anything, I'm going to tell you right now, yes, it does. The two wildcard teams of the season ended today would be the White Sox in slot number one and the Astros in slot number two. Sox at 43 and 26, Astros at 41 and 27 coming into this series. And the numbers suggest something very interesting. While the White Sox are only 17 and 15 on the road, the Astros have not done well at home, only 20 and 16. Maybe it's because somebody took away somebody's electronic equipment and garbage cans. They're actually better on the road, if you can believe it. This simulation accounts for everything. It's the start of a nine-game road trip over the next 10 days. The White Sox this weekend in Houston. We head out there now on the podcast for fans, by fans. Socks in the Basement. Found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SocksInTheBasement.com. Let's go. Minute Maid Park, Houston, the site of one of the greatest moments of my life when the White Sox beat the Astros in the 05 World Series. And now, with the roof open, the Chicago White Sox start off a three-game set here against the Astros. My name is Chris Lanuti. Welcome to Simulated Baseball with Sox in the Basement. Jose Urquidy, 13 starts, 3-2 record, 4.39 ERA over 67 and two-thirds innings. He's got a 1.36 whip and 41 strikeouts, 77 hits and 15 walks over those innings. He will start the righty on the mound. And leading off for the White Sox is Tim Anderson, kicking off this series, hitting 328. He's dropped to seventh in the American League in overall batting average, five home runs and 33 RBIs for T.A., and an inside pitch brushes him back on the first one, and it's 1-0 the count. And we're underway on a Friday night. James Fox from Future Sox joining us to talk draft this weekend as the first pitch comes at 7-10. Now a lazy fly ball in the center field, and Anderson is away. One gone. Two pitches, one out. Yasmani Grandal comes to the plate. 18 homers and 52 RBIs to go with his 279 average. 
has done very well in the two spot overall. Had a little bit of a slump, but really started to break back out again over the last couple of days. Now a low pitch rolls to the backstop, 1-0 the count. He's crossed the plate four times in the last seven games for the White Sox. Not a very speedy guy. He gets stranded sometimes out there on the base paths. Then again, he leads the team in home runs. No wind, clear sky, 68 degrees here in Houston. The roof is open. And it is a monstrous barrier out in the right field when that roof is even retracted as all the apparatus sits out in right. They've done a little bit better job with this ballpark since when it first opened. That stupid hill in center field with the pole in the field of play was just dumb. They've removed that. Maybe it was after, and I want to say it was game three, A.J. Pruszynski put one up the hill, and some hapless outfielder for the Astros was falling down. The White Sox were running around the base paths. Somebody learned that was a bad idea. Grandal walks. He's down to first base. And here comes Abreu hitting 270 with one out in the top of the first inning. 12 home runs. He had one yesterday in 47 RBI. Jose not tearing it up this year, but he doesn't need to when you look at the rest of his team. Although if he started to tear it up, this team would be almost unstoppable. First pitch outside, call the ball, 1-0 the count. We mentioned this yesterday, 13 double plays so far for Abreu. He's hit into 13 of them as we sit here on the 12th of June. Now an inside fastball misses, 2-0 the count. Very small strike zone early on here. We'll see if that continues throughout the entire game. Rondell took advantage of it. Anderson was a little too excited to sit back and find it out. Now a high four-seamer, 3-0 the count with Moncada on deck. Urquidy stands on the mound with 10 pitches so far and a 3-0 count to Abreu. Strike down the middle, four-seamer taken, 3-1 the count. It's nice to sit back and watch a game here in Houston and not hear weird noises coming from tunnels, although we'll be keeping an ear out just in case. They should have them all walk through a sensor before they come on the field just to make sure. 3-1 pitch, and that one's low, and Abreu walks. So two walks issued here by the Asterix, and runners on first and second. Yohan Moncada comes to the plate hitting 331. He leads the team amongst eligible hitters, and he's fourth in the American League with that average. 12 homers and 39 RBI. Yo-Yo's batting lefty because the pitcher's a righty. He's got two on here and one out in the top of the first inning. And the pitch. A low four-seamer he swung at and fouled it back. Normally he takes that first pitch. Over the last seven games, he's hitting 429. Moncada stands in. Waiting for the next one. Here it comes. Outside pitch. He chased it. A changeup away 0-2. So, so far the normally patient Yohan Mancata has swung it to outside of the strike zone and is 0-2 after the last two batters in front of him walked. So the plate approach, not what you would expect from a guy who's been on for pretty much the entire season. Next pitch down the middle, he rips this one deep out in the left field, tailing back near the track, it will be caught. Nobody's going to advance, a line shot out in the left. There's two gone. 
he just wanted to hit, obviously. He'll get another chance. There's two gone here in the top of the first, and here comes Edwin Encarnacion. Designated hitter today. Normally, this would be Jimenez's spot, but he's off today. 15 homers and 34 RBIs go with his 265 average. And the righty stands in with two on and two out here in the top of the first inning. The pitch on the way. Low and inside, a slider taken for a ball, 1-0, and that zone is very small. You have to be perfect to get a strike called right now. Reynaldo Lopez is not precision. This might hurt us as well. Outside pitch, a changeup call the ball, 2-0. The 2-0 pitch to Encarnacion. Swung on and fouled off a four-seamer high and away, 2-1 the count. The White Sox lost a difficult game last night. The bullpen really let down Gio Gonzalez and the rest of the team. Blowing a five-run lead with four outs to go in the game at home. Two and two now on that swing and a miss. Ben Carnesian with two outs here on the top of the first. And then a high tight pitch swung on and missed. And Encarnacion goes down. Sox get two on but let the Astros off the hook here in the bottom of the first inning. Midway through the first, no score. Reynaldo Lopez, 13 starts, 4-3 record, 3.93 ERA, 73 in the third innings. With 59 hits and 33 walks, that's a whip of 1.25. He also has 62 strikeouts. If you told me before the season started you're going to get that out of Raylo, I would have said thank you very much. And I don't know where the two pitchers were expecting at some point coming off of surgeries. Carlos Rodan and Michael Kopech are going to fit in this rotation. So far, Kopech's up and he's in the relief roll. Sitting in the bullpen. Michael Brantley batting lefty, hitting 287, steps in. Swings and misses at a changeup away. 0-1 the count. And Kopech's one of those guys that may take over in the closer role. A lot of questions today for Ricky Renteria. He's got a closer that's blown five games already. Colome came in last night with the five-run lead and gave up three straight hits, and they were all hard hit. That's a soft fly ball in the center field. Put away by Adam Engel, one gone. Let's go around the horn, tell you what's going on with this defense. Rondal behind the plate, Abreu is over at first. Danny Mendick gets the start at second. Tim Anderson at short, Mancata at third. Left field is Garcia, center field, Adam Engel in right field, Nomar Mazzara. Alex Bregman's up, hitting 299. The righty takes a change up inside, 1-0 the count. Third best average on his team so far as Raylo quickly goes into the pitch, swing and a miss at a curveball away, 1-1 the count. Renteria saying after that performance last night that Alex Colome will be moving into a middle relief role for the foreseeable future. He suggested some names that may end up being the closer. Aaron Bummer, Steve Ciszek, and even Michael Kopech. But the job is no longer Colome's. He has been unable to answer the bell too many times. Three and one now to Bregman. Lopez into the wind in the pitch. Swing and a miss at a four-seamer right down the middle. Three and two the count. Full count to Bregman with nobody on and one out here in the bottom of the first inning. Lopez checks the sign from Grandal, the pitch. Swing and a miss at a slider low. He got him. Two gone here in the bottom of the first. First strikeout for Lopez. 
on a team that leads all the American League in strikeouts right now as a staff. Honestly, the Achilles heel of this team has been the closing role in the bullpen. Altuve comes up hitting 313, 15 home runs and 45 RBIs. He's on a 10-game hitting streak with a 943 OPS. He's also wearing two shirts currently because his wife does not like it when he takes his shirt off. At least that's what I've been told. The 1-0 pitch on the way. A high slider misses, 2-0 the count. He went 3-4 for four with an RBI in his last game. In the comfort of two layers of clothing on his top side. Now he fouls off a four-seamer, 2-1 and one the count. Lopez to Grandal, who's down on one knee, setting up outside, does not get the pitch, 3-1. and one. And yes, that strike zone is as small for Lopez as it was for Urquidy. And now we have a 3-1 count with two outs to Altuve. Check swing, it got through into the zone, three and two the count. Three-two count, two outs, Bob at a first, the pitch to Altuve. Swung on and lifted out into right field. Mazar actually tailing a little bit towards center underneath it will make the play a one-two-three inning for Raylo. And we're through one with no runs, no hits, no errors for either team. And the White Sox coming back up. Leary Garcia is hitting 281. Five homers, 28 RBIs, a 462 slugging percentage. No bad lefty in this game so far today early on because he's got a right-handed pitcher, although he switch hits. He's going to ground this one to first base. Foot race over to the bag. The pitcher beats the player on the 3-1 putout by a half a step. One gone here at the top of the second. Adam Engel comes to the plate hitting 274, eight homers, and 20 RBI. Playing center today instead of right as Nomar Mazara gets another start. Renteria trying to take advantage of the fact that Mazara is finally starting to hit the ball over the last couple games after such a terrible start to the season. Now strike low evens the count early to angle, one and one the count. Toronto in Detroit leading 3-1 early in their game. It's now this one's lifted out in the right field. It'll get down for a base hit. First one of the game for either team. As Angle singles in the right field in front of the charging outfielder and stands over at first base. So some speed aboard here in the second inning with one gone. And here comes Nomar Mazzara, the lefty, hitting 215 on the season. But his four for his last six with two walks. After taking pretty much two weeks off. Six homers and 22 RBI in the season with a 737 OPS. Suspect defense and the low batting average made him a bench player. I don't know if we can improve the defense, but maybe he can start hitting. A strike at the knees called, one and one the count now, with Angle on first. The pitch on the way. Outside slider misses, 2-1 and one the count. Angle with a good lead at first. He's going to take off. Pitch swung on and driven into right field. Dropping quickly, but not quick enough. The play is made. Angle retreated back to first. There's two gone here in the top of the second. Adam was smart enough to recognize that was going to get caught. And turned around before it was so he could make it back to first base. Danny Mendix up now, the nine hitter, hitting 266, having a very good first full year here in the major leagues. 
two for three in his last game with a double. Amongst the three White Sox rookies on the offensive side, between Robert, Madrigal, and Mendick, Mendick is clearly adjusting the best at the plate. A low inside changeup makes it one and two. Now he's not the guy they expect to have at second base. They expect to have Mandrigal there, so he's getting more at-bats. But Danny makes a case to be in the lineup every day. He lifts this one down the right field line. A lot of hits out there. Underneath it, the play will be made. And after getting a base hit from Adam Engel, nothing else. We're midway through to second. No score here in Houston. Jordan Alvarez comes up, hitting 257 with an 868 OPS currently sixth in the American League left field all-star vote and the man brings power he bats in the fourth spot here and leads off this inning first pitch rifled over to short where Moncada's playing due to a shift he scoops it and throws over to first it's officially a 5-3 put out made from the shortstop position and there's one gone on one pitch here in the bottom of the second inning Lopez only needed 14 pitches in the first one so far here in the second. George Springer comes up hitting 317 with 17 home runs and 54 RBI. And right away I want to point something out. I don't expect George Springer to ever have numbers like that again. As a person that had George Springer on his fantasy team, and that's a ball outside, I know that late in the season, George Springer gets better. Late in the year, when the playoffs are on the line, George Springer gets better. And late in games, when a home run or a big hit is needed, he seemed to always come up with it. And now with everything that came out, I don't know if George Springer is that good of a player, or at least that good of a hitter. A 3-0 pitch sent down the right field line. It's a base hit. He can hear me, obviously, but I still don't believe it. He's going to head into second base with a double. First hit of the game for the Astros here with one out. They got a man on second. But follow me on this one. A lot of the Astros players, a lot of people around the team are like, oh, we didn't do it all the time. We didn't cheat all the time. Sometimes we stop doing it. It's like when you play a video game and you're playing it on the hard mode to challenge yourself, but you get into the eighth or ninth inning and you're like, nah, we should have won this game. And you put it on easy mode and you win. George Springer seems to do really well in those situations, and I believe he probably benefited a lot more from garbage can banging than some other guys. Time will tell, though, with these guys. Carlos Correa is hitting 235. He stands in in the sixth spot. In the right-handed box, he puts one right back up the middle for a base hit. The Astros are going to take the lead early in this game. Springer comes around and scores. The ball thrown into second base. That's a single and an RBI for Correa. So back-to-back hits off of Reynaldo Lopez, and the Astros open up a 1-0 lead. As a young team, learning how to win, we're going to run into teams that have won. Just like we ran into the Indians who found a way to ruin that series. Just like that debacle in Minnesota where we lost three out of four to the Twins. Sox are going to take lumps, but it's still a fun season. And they're going to compete all year long, I believe. And they have every chance of making it into the postseason this year. 235 batting average for Yuli Gurriel. And he grounds that one down the first baseline foul. Next pitch, a strike taken. 0-2 the count. Into the wind. The pitch low in the dirt blocked. 
Snap throw down to first base. Nobody's going anywhere. One and two the count. Lopez with a soft line drive induced over to second. Mendick's going to make the catch. Runner holds it first. And here comes Josh Reddick, the right fielder for the Astros. In the left-handed batter's box with five home runs and 31 RBI. Going along with his 296 batting average. He's got two outs and a runner on first here in the bottom of the second. A low pitch in the dirt again. The curveball is kind of getting away a little bit from Grandal, but he's keeping it in front of him. 1-0 the count. Next pitch low, chopped over to first. Nice play made by Abreu backhanding it. Running towards the second base side. He then runs over to first, steps on the bag, and the inning is over. The Astros get two hits in a row and score a run. Through two innings here in Houston, we're trailing 1-0. Tim Anderson in the top of the White Sox lineup coming up here. He's 0-1 for 1 with a flyout in the first. A 327 average, 41 runs scored, 22 stolen bases. Doing very well in the leadoff spot. Takes a four-seamer down the middle, 0-1 the count. His 86 hits are second most in the American League. So when people sit there and say, well, the average is not as high as it was when he won the batting title, he looks pretty consistent to me, even if he's seventh right now in the American League. And he's getting the hits up at the top of the order. Ground ball back to the pitcher, flipped over to first. He's 0 for 2 in this game so far. Here comes Grandal with a walk in the first inning. Sox have back-to-back walks with one out in the first. And we're unable to advance anybody. A low inside four-seamer called the ball. 1-0 the count. There's a shift on with Correa on the other side of second base. And Altuve out in right field. The 1-0 pitch on the way to Grandal. Down the middle, a changeup. 81 miles an hour, I bet. I bet you Grandal wishes he could have taken a swing at that one. He held off for some reason. Now he skies a four-seamer that was inside on the hands down the first baseline, hooking foul. One and two the count. Next offering high, a four-seamer count even at two. Sox trailing early here. Lots of game left. Pitch down the middle, lifted deep out to the left center field corner, trailing back towards the wall. They're not going to get to it. It's going to bounce off the wall, but it plays perfectly for the Astros, and Grandal is held with a single. So now Abreu comes up with Grandal on first, and a high inside four-seam fastball, 1-0 the count. Sometimes you hit a ball really hard, and it just bounces off a hard spot in the wall right back in, and it's like an extra relay man. And uh, that bounce was not fortuitous for Grandal. Low outside changeup misses, 2-0 the count now. Abreu walked the first time up. He's currently the leader in the American League All-Star vote at first base. Takes an outside pitch high down the first base line. It's in foul territory, playable, and the play will be made on the run. Out in shallow right field and foul territory. Two gone here now in the top of the third inning for Yoan Mancada. Mancada stands in after a long fly out to left field. He was very impatient in that at bat. Now he takes this ball low, a four seamer, one and oh the count. Now a strike at the knees located just a little bit higher, one and one. Inside two seamer misses, two and one the count. 
Two outs, tap at a third inning. Sacks trailing one to nothing here in Houston in game one of this three-game set. As he fouls off a four-seamer right down the middle. He was late on that one, two and two now. The Phillies lead at home against Oakland, 5-2 currently in the fourth. As this one is sent down the third baseline, hooking foul right into the area where Juan Uribe made that amazing play in the last inning of game four of the World Series. Now a swing and a miss at a four-seamer, low but in the zone. Makata Kays, and we're midway through the third, still trailing 1-0. Foundation issues not properly handled can be costly. Family Waterproofing Solutions is owned by Ken, a veteran of the United States Marines, and his wife Maria making them a veteran-owned business and a female-owned business that will diagnose and repair wet or leaky basements. And while they're located on the sack side, Family Waterproofing services the entire Chicagoland area and Northwest Indiana. And now after taking time off to ensure they can do things safely and securely for you, Family Waterproofing is back in business and doing jobs. Plus part of the proceeds for every job that they do are donated to veteran and first responder organizations who support our frontline defenders. And currently, Socks in the Basement listeners have access to special pricing when they contact Family Waterproofing Solutions now, 708-330-4466, or visit them today at FamilyBasementWaterproofing.com. You just heard from Family Waterproofing Solutions here in the middle of the third. It is the Family Waterproofing Solutions third inning. The Sox trailing one to nothing, and I'm sure it stings a little bit. What happened last night, now they got to run into the Astros here in Houston, and the team needs to keep a level head. And if you want some level-headed work from level-headed people, Family Waterproofing Solutions has a Marine at the helm. Ken, his wife Maria, it's a family-owned business, a female-owned business, a veteran-owned business. And they have socks in the basement deals. You heard all about the fact that they will come out to your home or they'll do it on a video screen or they'll do it with pictures whatever you feel safest with you heard all about the fact that veteran organizations and first responders get a portion of the proceeds but don't forget to ask about those socks in the basement deals when you give them a call they do great work Garrett Stubbs is hitting 260 the lefty stands in already 2-0 against Lopez now a four-seamer inside goes for a strike at 95 miles an hour 2-1 the count here leading off the bomb at a third for the Astros Lopez with only his 30th pitch of the game. It's fouled off into the dugout. Two and two the count. Next pitch low, a four-seamer misses. Count is full. Michael Brantley, the leadoff hitter, awaiting his second at bat on deck. Lopez goes inside, check swing. They appeal. They're going to say he didn't go around and call it ball four. And I'm going to say right now, I think that umpire was looking at something in the stands. He came around. They're going to show it on a slow motion replay here on the screen. I don't know why they're doing it because it's very obvious that the bat breaks the plane. is well over the plate. And the wrists are breaking there. That is a really bad decision on the appeal. And Lopez has walked somebody instead of striking him out. Brantley comes up with a runner on first. And a fly ball deep into right field. Tailing back towards the walls, Mazzara. He'll put up his glove and make the catch. Runner will retreat back to first. And there's one gone here in the bottom of the third on a long flyout by Brantley. Bregman's 0 for 1 with a strikeout in the first inning, sitting on 10 home runs this season. Used to be a big fan of Alex Bregman. That's a stolen base attempt, the throw down, he's going to be safe. 
So now Stubbs has his fifth stolen base of the season. And he's down at second. 0-1, though, to Bregman. Next pitch outside of four Seymour, 1-1. My kid was a huge Alex Bregman fan. And now he just doesn't even care about him after what happened in Houston. You know, they're going to get away with a lot more than we wanted them to, but deep down in the end, there's a generation of kids that are going to remember this, along with us adults. Pop fly, third base side. Moncada underneath it will make the play two gone. And up comes Jose Altuve. 0 for 1 in this game. Two outs in the bottom of the third with a runner on second. Last time the Astros had a runner on second, they put one right on the ground up the middle and scored that runner. Pitch outside, 1-0. Now he goes outside and gets in the swing at a four-seamer, 1-1 the count. A lot of movement on Lopez's pitches right now. Two outs in the bottom of the third as he stares in and waits for the sign. The pitch. Sent down the first baseline foul into the netting. One and two now. Swings at a slider low. Just gets a piece of it. Count will remain one and two. Lopez delivers a high four-seamer. Altuve lays off it. Two and two the count. Runner on second base. Stubbs with a lead. Now an outside slider misses three and two. The count is full with Jordan Alvarez on deck. Lopez doesn't want to let him on as well. He's been pretty efficient so far. Into the wind in the pitch. Swung on and fouled off a four-seamer on the outside corner. He's working Altuve away. Let's see if he tries to go inside on him. The pitch goes outside again and gets him to go after a changeup well outside the zone and strikes him out. Excellent K by Lopez. The inning is over. We're through three. Two hits apiece for these teams. One-nothing Astros. And in the top of the fourth inning... Edwin Encarnacion, who's 0-for-1 with a strikeout in the first inning, comes to the plate, hitting 264 with a 5-14 slugging percentage. Edwin leads off the inning and takes a ball low and away, a four-seamer, 1-0 the count, hitting 308 his last four games. Next pitch inside, swung on and missed, a slider above the hands. 1-1. One now another inside pitch, and they're setting up inside now on him. Noticing he can't get around at it. He swung and missed at that one as well. The 1-2 pitch. Back outside, he can't get it, the slider away. The moment they figured out that he wasn't able to handle the slider and the inside pitch, they set him up, and then they knocked him down with the pitch tailing away. And that looked ugly. That was Pedro Serrano in Major League ugly. Garcia steps in, grounded out in the second inning on one pitch. Takes a low changeup for ball one. Leary's hitting 279. He's got a 791 OPS. He's one of those bench guys that come off and play very well for this team. He and Mendick have been almost invaluable in terms of giving guys time off. Seven years, all seven of them with the White Sox in the majors. Swings and misses at that one. One and two the count. One out top of the fourth inning. Nobody on for the sacks. Inside pitch sent over the head of Correa, and that's a base hit in the left center field. Garcia on his horse heading into second to throw in from Springer. He is safe. 
on a head-first slide with a double, his 13th of the season. The White Sox currently four doubles ahead of the Angels, leading all the American League. They take that extra base when they can. Urquidy, the pitcher for the Astros, 57 pitches so far here with one out in the top of the fourth. And Adam Engel takes an inside four seamer, 1-0 the count. He singled in the second inning. A single here would probably tie this game. Hitting 279. Adams found some power this year. Next pitch inside, fouled off, 1-1 one one the count. He's hitting 333 with runners in scoring position. He's got one there now. An outside pitch sent out in the center field, but Springer's going to come in and grab it. And a good throw in the third is going to hold the base runner Garcia. That's 60 pitches so far for the Astros starter as Nomar Mazara comes up 0 for 1 with a fly out in the second inning. And hopefully, the turnaround he's been showing in limited action over the last couple of days will continue right now. Inside pitch high for Seymour, taken for a ball, 1-0 the count. Mazzara is actually hitting 313 with runners in scoring position. Even though he's hitting just above 200 on the season. So he's made him count. 1-1 the count to Mazzara after a swing and a miss. Next offering high and tight in the zone. 1-2 it was taken. A two-seam fastball. And now Nomar has to work up there at the plate. The pitch on the way. Fouled off a four-seamer away. He's protecting. One and two the count remains. Next offering inside. Brushes him off. Two and two the count with Garcia over at second base. Checks the runner. The pitch on the way. Ground ball down the third baseline. Going to be scooped. Going to be a tough play to throw over to first on the jump throw. Is going to get Mazzara by about two feet. Nice play by Bregman, who throws that in the air in foul territory. And we head to the bottom of the fourth inning. 1-0 Houston. 44 pitches so far for Reynaldo Lopez in this game. And here comes Jordan Alvarez in the left-handed batter's box, 0-for-1. First offering a high fastball, taken for a ball, 1-0 the count. The kick and the pitch. Check swing on a slider, they're going to call that a ball, 2-0. Over the last couple games, the White Sox have not gotten the offense going early in the game. And the starting pitchers have pitched in very tight ones. It's a fly out into left field. Easy play for Larry Garcia, one gone. Here comes George Springer. He doubled the first time up. He's got a run scored. He's hitting 320. 17 homers and 54 RBI. For everything I believe about him in real life, he's dangerous here. Ground ball, off the glove of Moncati, stays with it. Hard throw over, picked by Abreu, and he got him. Moncada squeezed the glove too quickly, and it dropped in front of him. He picked it up with his throwing hand and rifled it over. It skipped about midway between the pitcher's mound and first base on the one hop and gets picked by Abreu. For the 5-3 put out. There's two gone here in the bottom of the fourth inning. Correa comes to the plate. One of the many first round picks that the Astros had when they were tanking and showing the rest of the league the blueprint for rebuilding. The White Sox have followed a similar path. 
But now that everybody's done that, we're getting a group of super teams atop Major League Baseball that have control of players and have good rosters and good minor league systems. 2-1 the count, the pitch on the way. Swung on and chopped over to third. Moncada fields it cleanly over to first. The inning is over. Nice play there. After four, it's 1-0 Houston. The Sox coming back up. You're in the DP3Tech fifth inning. DP3Tech partner with Microsoft and came up with a whole new way for your business to function. Small or large, remember that you can now work from home, work at work, work on an island, have somebody on an island, somebody at work, somebody at home, rotate it however you want to. Migrate your systems over. One button, get them on the screen, on the line. One button, show the file, show the picture, show the image. Have meetings easily, securely, and inexpensively. Telling you right now, they got good deals over there. Details coming up midway through this inning. But DP3 Tech, a Southside business, would like to show you how they can do it better for you. In this brand new era, we always talk about innovation in times of trouble. DP3Tech, one of those companies that has come up with something you need to hear about. Like I said, details midway through the fifth inning. One and one to Danny Mendick. As the bullpen already stirring for the Astros. Brad Peacock's one of the two out there I saw. As their starter is about to throw his 70th pitch of the game. Foul ball, one and two the count. Mendick's 0 for 1, sitting in a 9 spot today. Anderson's on deck. Takes a high outside pitch, lifts it into center field. George Springer's a vacuum. He'll get over there and make the play. One gone here in the top of the fifth. He patrols that center field with great ease. Very difficult to get one down out in center. Tim Anderson's 0 for 2. He's got a fly out and a ground out, hitting 326. He stands in for his third attempt of the game. The pitch on the way. Low at the knees, taken for a strike, a four-seamer, 0-1 the count. Won the batting title last year in the top 10 this year. You got to be happy with that. Ground ball back up the middle, trying to get through the hole. It does just past the outstretched Correa coming over from short. Springer flips it into second. That's a base hit for Anderson. One of the leaders in stolen bases here in Major League Baseball, and I would imagine the White Sox in this low-scoring game, may try to get him moving at some point. Rondal's one-for-one with a single in the third inning. He comes to the plate. Anderson with a good lead at first. They check him and they throw low and away. Four-seamer misses, 1-0 the count. 93-mile-an-hour four-seamer. Sox trying to put some pressure on here with one out in the top of the fifth. Anderson dancing at first, leads off again. They come to the plate, swing and a miss. On a high and tight four-seam fastball, one and one the count. He could go here. He could see whether or not Grandal gets another ball on the count, an outside changeup, two and one. And now you got to figure they may not pitch out on a two-one count because they don't want to make it three and one. This wouldn't be a bad pitch to go on. Anderson with the lead with one out here in the top of the fifth. There he goes. That pitch is rifled out in the right center field, tailing back towards the wall, and way off the top of the wall. I thought that was out of here. Anderson on the move is in the third. I thought that was getting over. Tim Anderson on the steals hesitated. I think he lost where the ball was going. If he keeps going the entire time, he probably scores, but Anderson stopped to find the ball and then continued running. 
You got to trust your coaches on that one. Second and third and the Grandal double off the top of the wall. I thought that was getting way out of here. You could hear me start the sentence. Then it just died. Hit the top of the wall in right center field. The Astros going to the bullpen now with one out and two on and Abreu coming up and here comes Rogelio Armenteros. The announcer just said the name and I got it right in the first try. I'm very proud of myself. 34 games, 4.64 ERA over 75 and two-thirds innings. And Abreu comes to the plate with two on and one out here in the top of the fifth. First pitch swung on and lifted deep into left center field. Anderson will tag up as this is going to be caught at the wall on the track. He'll come home and score. And we have a tie ball game as Abreu on the first pitch skies it out to the warning track in left center field. Grandal remains at second, and here's Yo-Yo Moncada, 0 for 2. Struck out the last time up. And now we have a tie ball game here in the top of the fifth. Low pitch, slider inside, fouled off to the backstop. 0-1 the count. Hitting 333 with runners in scoring position. A lot of the guys on this White Sox team, high averages with guys on base. Now he lifts this one into deep center field. Tailing back is Springer. He'll catch it on the run. Just barely got to that one. He's looking at his glove like, is it in there? I don't know if he knew it was in there at first. We're all tied up midway through the fifth here in Houston. New challenges bring new technology. DP3 Tech has partnered with Microsoft to make things easier on you and your business. Imagine being able to get everybody together in a nice, easy, user experience friendly meeting room and being able to share whatever you want in the room with just one click. You can migrate from old legacy on-premises equipment right now to flexible, secure, work-from-home-friendly cloud services. Bring your group together faster, better, easier. Find out what DP3Tech can do for you. Contact their cloud migrations team today, 312-896-2450, or email info at dp3tech.com. Reynaldo Lopez comes out with only 52 pitches here in the bottom of the fifth inning. Yuli Gurriel stands in the right-handed batter's box, takes a ball away, 1-0 the count. Now a tie ball game here in Houston. So the White Sox starter will start the fifth just like the Astros starter and hopefully have better luck because he's the only starter left in the game at this point. A foul ball and then a high pitch makes it 2-1. and one. Is the sun starting to set here in Houston? The 2-1 pitch on the way. Swung on and back up the middle. A high chopper. Anderson comes over. Mendick cuts him off. Play can't be made at first anyway. That ball hit the dirt. Bounced over Lopez, who was jumping up for it. And then it hit the dirt behind the mound. Went back up high again. Mendick and Anderson converged and waited for the ball to come down. Mendick actually grabbed it with his bare hand before Anderson would catch it and tried to throw it over there and they couldn't get the runner. So both players working hard to make the play. I don't think it would have mattered who got the ball and threw it. Just one of those fluky ground balls that goes for an infield hit. Fastball inside, fouled off by Redick. 0-1 the count. So a runner on first with no outs here in the bottom of the fifth. 
The ground ball to Anderson. Slow chopper flipped over to Mendick, over to first. They will not get him. Slow developing play again. Both balls hit off the bats of Astros players here. They look like they were hit with a fungo bat. Very weak, barely moving through the infield balls, and it's created two very slowly developing plays. Sachs got the force out there, but Garrett Stubbs is up now. And he's 1-0 in the count with a runner still on first base. Maybe we should check their bats. Do you think the Astros are using fungo bats disguised as real bats? I don't put anything past them right now. Not one thing. Runner's going to go. And that's a base hit down the right field line. The hit and run working perfectly. Mazzara gets it in quickly, but it's not in time. The runner's going to come around and score from first on a double down the line. I mean, it's clearly a hit and run. Runner never looks back. Comes all the way around and scores. And the Astros grab the lead back right away. And now with one out here in the bottom of the fifth, Brantley's up. And a low outside fastball taken for ball one, one and oh the count. It's been a pretty good game for Rinaldo Lopez, but, you know, it's frustrating after you tie up a game that right away the other team comes right back. And they may not be done. Outside changeup fouled off, one and one the count. Brantley's over two in this game. The guy on second base has been on both times. He's the nine hitter. Outside slider misses, two and one the count. Expecting to hear from James Fox from Future Sox coming up here in this game about the White Sox draft pick that just occurred. Their new number one draft pick. And I'm going to tell you right here at Sox in the basement, we're a little excited. I like that pick. We're going to see what James thought. He's the expert, not me. Especially on the minor leagues. A low fastball at the knees taken for a strike by Bregman. There's two outs here in the bottom of the fifth inning. And that ball's going to get away. Runner's going to go from second to third. So Lopez got the pop out behind third base for the second out. And then he throws a wild pitch to the backstop that puts the runner on third here with two outs. Altuve's on deck. Bregman, who's 0 for 2, has a 1-1 count. A strike on the outside corner, 1-2 and two the count. He's working him low. Even the wild pitch, he was going low in the zone. Three of them right at the knees. Two for strikes. The 1-2 pitch to Bregman. Swung on, off of Lopez's arm. He falls to the ground. Mancata picks it up, throws the first. The runner is safe, and the runner scores from third. Reynaldo Lopez went down in a heap. He is down on the ground on one knee, and the trainer's going to come out, and he's hurt. They're going to check him. He wants to continue pitching. So he's going to come in here against Altuve. That's the first time we've seen all season long a pitcher take something off his body where he laid on the ground. And I fully expected him to be injured. They're saying he's okay now, and he's quickly 0-2 to Jose Altuve. Two runs have scored here in this inning, and it's been on the flukiest things you've ever seen. Two goofy, soft ground balls that left a runner on base, and then a ball that goes off the shoulder of Reynaldo Lopez that gives him the other run. 
just a ridiculous inning. Somehow, we're trailing 3-1 here after 5. Edwin Encarnacion comes out, 0 for 2, and fouls off a four-seamer at the knees, 0-1 the count here to start off the top of the sixth inning. James Fox from Future Sox joining us in the bottom of the sixth to talk about the newest Chicago White Sox draft pick. Their newest number one inside changeup taken for a ball, 1-1 one one the count. Jace Fry and Carson Fulmer warm in the bullpen for the White Sox. An outside slider misses 2-1 and one the count. It was amazing to me that Lopez still came back into the game. It was a vicious, vicious hit off his shoulder. He went down to one knee. He fell on the ground. He got back up to one knee. And when they checked on him, he hadn't stood up yet. And then suddenly he popped up and wanted to go back and pitch. Three and one to Edwin now. As Amenteros continues the pitch for the Astros. He finished off the last half inning. Four seamer foul back. The count is full. Two sneaky, slow hit ground balls equated to one guy on base. As this one is deep out in the left field, back towards the track, but caught. They were playing him deep, and he hit it right there to the warning track. A lot of warning track power today from the White Sox. Nothing getting out on a hard line drive way back. It just ends up in a glove. Two sneaky, dinky ground balls equated to one guy on base when really there should have been nobody on with two outs the hit and run advanced the runner around and scored him that wouldn't have happened and then you're going to get out of the inning and you get a line drive off your pitcher and Mankata couldn't get the ball picked up quick enough off the ground as his pitcher's laying there to get the runner at first base Garcia's up one for two in this game one and one the count already a low inside changeup misses two and one the count. The righty deals this one, slow hit grounder to second base, but it doesn't bounce off of anything weirdly, so it's just a routine 4-3 put out, and there's two gone here in the top of the sixth. Two righties warming up in the bullpen for the Astros as Adam Ingo comes up, one for two. Two outs in the top of the sixth, the pitch on the way. Low inside changeup taken for a strike. 0-1 oh the count. Ryan Presley, Joe Smith. The two warming up for the Astros right now. They have a 3-1 lead. They scored early. The Sox tied them up. And then a ridiculous inning, last half inning. And they get two cheapy runs. Off of Reynaldo Lopez, who's actually pitched pretty well in this game so far. Through five innings. One and one angle now. The pitch on the way. Sent off the screen. Down the third base line, one and two the count. Into the line and the pitch. And a high and tight fastball called strike three. Angle doesn't like the call, but he'll tell his story walking. We're midway through the six. We're chasing two down 3-1 in Houston. Reynaldo Lopez heads back out. He must be feeling good as he's going to pitch to Jordan Alvarez to lead off the bottom of the sixth inning. Joining me on the phone line right now from Future Sox, James Fox who I just learned is going to be a new daddy. Congratulations, James. How are you? Well, thanks. Well, uh, when I say expectant father, you have, like, the easy job. <laughs> I have the, Right, yeah. Well, that's what I was, like, telling my wife. I'm like, so basically, like, my job's turned into, like, keeping a human alive. That's, like, what I have to do. So, <laughs> oh, boy. Like, so. It's, it's not that hard. Trust me. And then you just have a few yeah. extra ones just in case. That's why I got three. 
I got spares. Anyway, James, yeah. welcome to the show. The White Sox made their first round draft pick, pick number 11 overall in the draft. And I'm going to already screw up his name. I, I want to say it's Crochet is the last name, right? I mean, is, is it the it way is. that it looks yeah. like, Garrett Crochet? It's Garrett Crochet. Yeah, yeah I that like is it. correct. It's fancy, out of Tennessee. Yeah. As Alvarez puts one up the middle, scooped by Anderson behind second. Over to Abreu at first, one gone. Springer to the plate, one for two. Lopez sitting on 76 pitches, one out here in the bottom of the sixth and an outside four seamer. A left-handed pitcher, and what's interesting is uh, before he was picked, you get uh, Reed Detmers that gets picked. He's also a left-handed pitcher, and there were uh, several other pitchers taken in this draft. He's actually the fifth pitcher taken. So of those five pitchers, did the Sox get somebody that they should be excited about, or did we end up with the scraps? I don't think they ended up with scraps. I just I think there's a lot of projection with this pick. And I think, you know, I think it's easy to just, like, say that he's a reliever and I have my concerns. And, like, nobody wants to pick a reliever in 11th overall. Ground ball to Abreu. He'll catch it and step on the bag. Springer's retired. Two gone here in the bottom of the sixth inning. Please continue, James. But I think on the other side of that, he was really good um, over the summer, like in the Cape Cod League. And then he missed um, some time early in this year, which what I was told is like basically like a muscle strain, like in his upper back. And he actually has like one of these college coaches that actually cares about his players. And they kind of held him out like just to be safe. And then he was good in one start and then the season shut down. So, you know, if you want to spin it positively for the White Sox, you know, they took a guy who maybe if, he had 10 more starts under his belt and the season ever gets canceled, maybe he's not there at 11 in the first place. So he was a guy that was supposed to go in that range in the preseason um, after being like mostly a reliever at Tennessee. His stuff had picked up big time, which we can talk about, um, and then he was going to be a, a rotation piece, and then obviously like the whole world stopped. So it, you know, it is a lot of projection. There's not a lot of innings. I, I think the inning is like a bigger, uh, I guess, red flag than than the injury. Like, most people keep looking at the injury, and they're like, oh, they took an injured guy. Like, no, they didn't take an injured guy. He's fine. He's healthy. It'll just be, you know, it'll just be determined on how how good he can develop that third pitch um, to remain in the starting rotation. And the White Sox took him 11th overall, thinking that he, he's, in fact, going to start, like, down the road. So, um, no, I think, I think it's... I think they had a tough time messing up the 11th pick in this draft, and I said that because the draft's, like, so deep. Um, I would have preferred a prep player, but, you know, like, Jerry Reinsdorf doesn't like paying teenagers a lot of money. So, you know, maybe today with that. But th- that probably wasn't going to happen at 11. Correa hits one deep to center field at the wall. Engle makes the play a quick sixth inning. Hang out with us, James Fox. We're going to talk more coming up next. Brad Peacock comes in. 17 games, 24 innings, 2.63 ERA, 22 strikeouts and 7 walks. He's got a 2-1 record. Lefty's hitting 286 against him. Righty's hitting a paltry 123. A lefty in Mazzaro will lead off the top of the 7th inning with the White Sox trailing 3-1. James Fox is on the line joining us. Amongst other things, he works for Future Sox and he covers minor leagues in the draft. Perfect time to have him here. And Mazzara lifts the first pitch deep into center field, tailing back towards the wall as Springer. More warning track power, nothing getting out. There's one gone immediately. 
So let's talk a little bit about what some people are saying about crochet. There, 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 there's this comparison that's occurring right away in some of the media circles of, oh, it's just like Chris Sale. He's a lefty. He could probably start in the bullpen and then eventually work his way into being a starter. I keep, I don't understand why Chris Sale's name is being mentioned even with him because Sale was a completely different level of player. But there might be some truth in the idea that Here's a guy that if the Sox got into a race and he wasn't completely ready to be a starting pitcher, could come in as a great lefty out of the bullpen and eventually develop into a starter later on in his career. Do you buy into that looking at him? Yeah, so I think people are just having a tough time looking at the comp. Like they think like, oh, Chris Sale, like he's going to be, you know, five-time five-time All-Star, I think it was, like with the Sox and multiple-time like Cy Young contender. Like, no, that's that's not really what it is. Like he's, you know, he's left-handed, he's funky. Um, the one thing, Sale has way more college innings and way more, like, college success as a starter than Crochet did. Um, but, yeah, that, that's what it is. It's basically, like, the path. Like, if they happen to get into the playoffs this year, like, in, a, you know, in one of, the, one of these, like, shortened, you know, seasons that we're probably going to have and Garrett Crochet was on your taxi squad the whole year, like, could you rush him to the big leagues in a, in a relief role? You know, and then and then run him back out as a starter, like in the minors or something next year. Sure, I think, you know, I think in a full minor league season, I think he's starting for someone. But you know, you could make the argument that he comes up sooner, comes out of the bullpen with the intention of him moving into the starting rotation, like Sale. But I don't think anybody should think that he's Chris Sale. I mean, they caught some some grief last night too because Mike Shirley is a scout at heart, and you know, he 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 doesn't. He hasn't done a ton of interviews with the media, and they asked what Mike, what uh, Garrett Crochet was last night, and he said, "Oh, we think he's a number three starter with a chance for more," and people freak out right away. But I mean, they don't realize like this is how scouts talk. Scouts don't say like, "Oh, he's a number one starter," because scouts think there's like eight or ten of those guys in the world. Right. So, you know, like a number three starter is like Patrick Corbin. Like if this guy's Patrick Corbin, it's a hell of a pick at number eleven overall. But I think the common fan who watches the NFL draft and the NBA draft is like, you took a number three starter at eleven, like that should be an all star. Like, no, like, look, if this guy like pitches in the majors, like the the picks a win because it's just you know drafts are drafts are very hard and like I cover this stuff and sometimes I fall into the trap too. You know, if you're like, oh, you got to hit on all these picks, like. No, if you get, like, two big leaguers, like, you know, the draft kind of pays for itself. So, you know, while, while there is, like, a tremendous amount of upside um, with this guy, I think people kind of undervalue, like, what a number three starter really is. Like, if this guy's a number three starter in a big league rotation, like, he, they've, they've won the 2020 draft. Mendick with a high fly ball on the right field. That's going to be a can of corn. Quickly, two gone here as the White Sox can't get anything going offensively. Trailing 3-1 to one here in Houston with Tim Anderson coming to the plate one for three. Right, because you can look back on any draft list right now. Just go online and take a look at it. You can you can go through them. More than half the guys in the first round never make it to the majors. And I and, and you're right yeah. about that. There are too many people that heard. go, oh, my gosh, you should have taken so-and-so. And you don't know how these guys yeah. are going are gonna to yeah. work out. What are you, what are you <clears> reading yeah, they, that makes you think that these are absolutes? They find the seven guys that have been good. Well, the Sox should have taken that guy. How did they not know? <laughs> well, I know, I know. And how do they not know? I like, know. Oh, it. Yeah, you know it three years. You know it three years later. Anderson ropes one into center field. That's a base hit on the right field side of Springer. Now he heads into second base and stupidly gets himself thrown out at second. A terrible decision to come in there and try to get two. 
after he gets the base hit. He tries to do too much. We're midway through the seventh, trailing 3-1 to one and hanging out with James Fox. Brutal play there to end the top of the seventh inning. Bad decision by Anderson. Lopez remains on the mound. Yuli Gurriel is up, and he takes ball one high. He's one for two with a single in the fifth inning, and James Fox is talking draft with us here on Sox in the Basement. Let's talk real quick about the, the minor league guys, and especially a guy like Andrew Vaughn. We talked a lot about him last year when the Sox drafted him, and he had that quick trajectory to the majors. Is he one of those guys that this really hurts because he's not going to get a chance to play very much when he should have been developing and hopefully ready for us in 2021? Yeah, so I think it hurts him quite a bit, but I do think, you know, like we're going to see the truth serum come out a little bit here, right? Like the White Sox notoriously rushed their prospects, and then once they went on this path towards rebuilding, they kind of stopped with that, right? And all of a sudden, there was this magic prospect book that was like, well, I mean, they got to check all these boxes and do all this stuff that they've, like, never done before, right? So we'll see, you know, if Andrew Vaughn gets some time with the taxi squad this year, you know, that they're going to have in Arizona, and then he plays an extended Arizona Fall League. Um, and then, you know, if he goes to double-A next year or even triple-A next year, um, you know, he could have maybe less time in the minors than other people, and if they don't pick up that option on his own, you know, like, he should be in the big leagues next year anyway. So we'll see. Like on the surface, yeah, it hurts because he was gonna he was gonna do double A this year with the thought of like hopefully being the White Sox first baseman in 2021. I don't know how likely that is, but I'm also curious to see how much you know maybe a team like the White Sox who's trying to win like might throw development out the window a little bit and just be like, well, you know, this guy can hit, so we can just teach him everything else, like, and just we'll just like ramp him up to the big leagues quickly. So he he's like I think a different example than like. Maybe some of their like younger pitchers. Like I think it hurts. You know, some guys like Matthew Thompson, Andrew Dahlquist, those guys are going to pitch at Canapolis for the first time. Like, you know, it stinks. It stinks for a lot of prospects, but um, every team's dealing with it. So. Ground ball under the glove of Abreu and out in the right field. The base hit immediately. They're actually going to call it an error. They're going to say it skipped off of Abreu's glove. He's going to get an E3 on that one. Let's take a look at it. Yeah, he pulled the glove up too quickly, anticipating a hop, and he took it off the bottom of his glove. Should have been a ground out, so an error on Abreu. With no outs here in the bottom of the seventh inning, Josh Reddick stepping in, and they're going to head out to the bullpen right now and go get Jace Fry. So Renteria does not want to expose Lopez any further. He took a ball off of his shoulder earlier in this game. He gutted it out. Has done a very good job, but he gives up that first base runner and now Jace Fry is going to come in he matches up very well with the guys that are coming up 17 to third innings 3.12 ERA 2 and 2 records 6 holds 26 strikeouts to 8 walks opponents hitting under 170 against him from either side of the plate Fry will take over here with a runner on first and no outs in the bottom of the 7th inning James get back to this game here hopefully the White Sox can pull out a victory and I and you can tell that it's affecting me now that the uh, there is no baseball because I'm actually taking these simulated games so seriously that I ate my dinner <laughs> angrily uh, after nice. they lost the third game against the Indians uh, in that uh, terrible. Uh, they had four outs to go. Four outs to go. Four outs to go. You're like writing, writing, and they, and they writing were up by articles. five runs. They're up by five runs with four outs to go in the game, and they end up blowing the game. I mean, like, and, and it's a simulation, and I'm just angry. I just walked around the entire yeah, rest no, of the day I, just angry because I don't have any. I don't have like any writing. baseball. 
were you writing letters to Rick Hahn that like he blew the Dallas Keuchel signing because he's not as good as you thought he was going to be? No, no. I was writing letters to myself. No. I should have intentionally walked uh, uh, Carlos Santana. I thought yeah. about it, and then I decided to pitch to him, and he hit a three-run home run. So, ground okay. ball to Moncada, flipped over to second around the horn, and Mendick throws an offline throw that pulls Abreu off the bag. It'll be a force out at second. Nice feed by Moncada over to second base. Danny Mendick comes too far over the second base. And when he throws that ball, he basically pulls Abreu up the line towards home. And the runner is safe. Sox out of sync lately. Garrett Stubbs comes into play one for one with a double and RBI, a run scored. He also has a walk, a stolen base. The guy's doing everything in the ninth spot today. One out here in the bottom of the seventh inning. First pitch flight out in the center field. Underneath it is angled. There's two gone. Runner retreats back to first. And now the top of the order with Michael Brantley 0 for 3 with a pop out in the fifth inning. Two outs here in the bottom of the seventh and another lefty for Fry. So one one last thing here for, uh, you know, I know we're recording this a day early. Those, those that listen to this um, will have already seen night two of the shortened MLB draft. I'm thinking um, right-handed pitcher Kyle Nicholas out of Ball State tonight in the second round. And they like uh, right-handed pitcher uh, Ben Hernandez out of USL High School in Chicago as well. So we'll see, we'll see if I'm right. I love that. I love that you put it down knowing that it's going to be over before this airs. And you're like, but I'm James Fox, and I I get the scoops, and I, I love it, James. When you can I, edit, you can edit, and you can edit it out of the wrong. No, I'm not editing anything. It's just, in there now. Just call me, call me tonight <laughs> after they pick, and then I'll put the new name. We'll, we'll just put the new name. By the time they pick, I'm going to be so drunk. I'm going to sound very, very different on the air. It, it, it won't, it won't yeah. blend. I'm, unfortunately, yeah. No, you're on there, and I think you'll be right. I mean, you nailed the Robert thing. You, you nailed the Robert extension. You're you're on top of all kinds of things. You're you're a superstar. I see. I hear you on all these big radio stations now. I'm waiting to see you on MLB uh, television any day now. You're going to be yeah, popping up. I'll always I'll always have time for the little guy though. So that's fine. <laughs> James Fox, Future Sox. Thanks for joining me, bud. Hey man, thanks for having me. Bouncing chopper down the third base line. Mankata grabs it. Sends it over to second for the force out. The inning is over. After seven, it's three to one Houston. The Sox need to find some offense. Ryan Presley comes in, 21 games, five saves and seven appearances. He's coming in a little early with 19 and two thirds innings, a 5.49 ERA. Yasmani Grandal will lead off the top of the eighth, two for two with a double and a single. That's the first out. And once again, my thanks to James Fox from Future Sox who covers all those minor league happenings and the draft. And he's nice enough to come on this show, even though he becomes a bigger star each and every day. Is now with one out in the top of the eighth inning. Abreu swings and misses at an inside fastball. 0-1 the count. Unfortunately, it feels like the White Sox couldn't get the offense going today. They still have time. But after that disastrous inning where they gave up the two runs... They've been flat, but now Abreu puts one down the third base line. Fair ball. He'll take the single. The defense here in the outfield for the Astros prevents a lot of extra base hits. That's a line drive over the head of Bregman down the third base line that gets to the corner. And Abreu can only go to first and round it. And the ball's already coming in. 
They do a very good job of minimizing the amount of bases you're going to take off of a hit here. Mancata comes up 0 for 3 with a line out in the fifth inning. Down to 327. He stands in the left-handed batter's box with one gone here in the top of the eighth inning and a Brayu down at first base. First pitch on the way. Inside almost hits him. A four-seamer up and in. 1-0 the count. Presley threw that one in 97 miles an hour. Maybe a little of intimidation there. Sox just looking to string together a couple of hits. The pitch on the way, low and away, a slider 2-0 the count now to Moncada. Coming up after a scheduled to hit is Edwin Encarnacion. Yo-Yo and 0-4 today. Trying to get off the snide, swing and a miss at a curveball inside. 2-1 the count. Sox are really only a couple of hits away from tying or taking the lead in this game, but it doesn't feel like they're on today. Swing at a pitch right down the middle is popped up in the shallow center field. Springer comes in and makes the play. There's two gone. They just don't look very good at the plate. The Astros pitchers have done a good job holding them down. A lot of warning track power today. Now Encarnacion comes up with a runner on first. 0 for 3 in this game with two outs in the top of the eighth inning. The wind in the pitch and a ground ball weakly hit to second base. 4-3 put out. The Sox going down easy in this game. The Astros have held them to one run through eight innings. We don't see that often against this Sox team. And we trail 3-1 midway through the eighth. Carson Fulmer comes in. 15 games, 27 and two-thirds innings. He's got two saves. They were both three-inning saves. Got a 1-3 and three record, a 3.58 ERA. Fomers had some surprising appearances for this White Sox team getting out of some jams and has contributed. We haven't seen him in a while and Ricky Renteria is sending him out there probably because his offense is flat. And if there was ever a time to get some guys some work, now is the time. It's not over yet, but Bregman, the two-hitter, is leading it off for the Astros as we'll go through the middle of their order one more time. Meanwhile, the middle of our order just went down one, two, three. Well, Abreu actually got a hit. But it feels like one, two, three, doesn't it? They're just not very good today. Pop fly down the first baseline, hooking foul into the stands, one and two. To Bregman. Homer, the righty, throws inside, a fastball fouled off. One and two, the count remains. It was nice of James Fox to join us. I remember years ago when I reached out to him when we were brand new here on Sox in the basement. He was happy and seemed a little surprised somebody wanted to talk to him. Now he's one of the most sought-after people on mainstream Chicago sports radio and even television. Swing and a miss there for Bregman. One gone here in the eighth inning. And you know what's great about James? They'll still reach out. He reached out to me. He's like, hey, you want to talk draft? He's just a nice guy. We're happy for his success. Jose Altuve comes up with one out, takes a strike down the middle from Fulmer. He's 0 for 3 with a fly out in the fifth inning. It feels like the White Sox got shell-shocked at home. And then even though they could have pulled back into this game, that goofy inning that took it from being a 1-1 tie to a 3-1 deficit seemed to suck all the wind out of their sails. And a young team sometimes can kind of get 
stunned like a boxer in the ring. And this is one of the best offenses in baseball. And they're not showing it here in game one. Down here in Houston. 3-1 count now to Altuve with Jordan Alvarez on deck. Fomer into the wind in the pitch. Foul ball into the camera well on the first base side. 3-2 and two the count. Now the Sox did have a few regular starters out as this one is over the mound. Grabbed by Anderson on the run. Thrown over to first base. A nice 6-3 put out. Two gone. Robert not playing. Jimenez not playing. Madrigal not playing. And it's three guys out of your starting lineup. But then when you think about those names... Two of them, you wouldn't say, well, you know, the offense can't survive without Nick Mandrigal and Luis Robert. But you can see the contributions. The 0-1 pitch swung on and missed by Alvarez. 0-2 quickly on an off-speed pitch from Fulmer. Trying to go 1-2-3 in this eighth inning. Throws an outside changeup. Laid off. 1-2 and two now the count. Carson, a former first-round draft pick that the Sox and a lot of baseball thought would be a starter. A mainstay in the rotation. He only makes this team because he's out of options. And he would have been gone by now if it wouldn't have been for the good start. And it's a line drive over Abreu's head down into the corner. They're always getting extra base hits. We can't do it. That's a double. 13th for Alvarez. He's got a six-game hitting streak. And he gets that with two outs here in the eighth inning. George Springer comes into play, one for three. He's got a double and a run scored. He's got an OPS over 1,000. Sure, Carson Fulmer didn't want to see him here in this inning. He was that close to a 1-2-3 inning. Instead, a fastball at the knees goes for a strike, 0-1 the count with a runner on second base. The Sox are not out of it, technically, although it feels like they are the way they've been hitting. Swing and a miss at a four-seamer inside, 0-2 the count. I'm Ricky Renteria right now. I'm thinking to myself, do I need a jolt? And do I need to pull somebody off the bench to pinch hit here? Or do I rest all those guys and aim for game two and three of this series? At the beginning of a long road trip. Although you do have Monday off. An outside four-seamer misses one and two the count. McCann is relatively fresh. He makes sense to come in as a pinch hitter. I would imagine you're going to see him at some point. Jimenez was getting a day off. Just for wear and tear, we were told. I don't know if he's available. Fly ball out in the right field. Underneath it is Mazzara. Can of corn. The inning is over. The Sox need two to tie this game. Carson Fulmer did his job. He's held him in there. So did Jace Fry. After eight, we're trailing 3-1 here in Houston. Sox are going to have Garcia lead off here. He's one for three. The first pitch on the way, inside strike on a four-seamer, 0-1 the count. That was at 96 miles an hour on the inside portion of the plate. Houston scored first, White Sox struck back, and then a goofy inning made it 3-1. Take away the strange, odd inning that created those two extra runs with the two balls that died in the infield. As an inside pitch sends Garcia down to the ground, he almost got hit in the head. Two and one the count. And then the ball hit off of Lopez. It could have also been an out. Strike on the outside corner, two and two. You take that out, this is a pitcher's duel 
and it's 1-1 at this point. But when you only get one run, you got to look at the offense. It's not the pitching. The 2-2 pitch. Outside for Seamer misses 3-2 and two to count. And Amingo stands on deck for now, although he's had a rough game. The 3-2 pitch. Swung on and fouled back. Count remains full to Garcia. The leadoff hitter here in the top of the ninth inning. Presley trying to pitch the eighth and the ninth here for the Astros. Poor Seamer fouled off. Count remains full. Sox have two more here in Houston than a day off. Then they continue this road trip going back through the Central Division a little bit. Detroit and Cleveland on deck after this. Eight pitches in this at bat for Garcia as he fouls that one off. Count remains full. So he's fighting here. And now that one's in the dirt. He's going to walk down to first base. And the leadoff man is on. You have speed on board for Adam Engel. And the Sox are going to call him back and send up James McCann. McCann has done very well in pinch hit situations. Has driven the ball. And he's available and fresh. He'll come up with a runner on first. Sox trail 3-1, no outs here in the top of the ninth. A low and away fastball misses. 1-0 the count. He's hitting 360 with four home runs and 11 RBI in limited action as the backup catcher. He's done very well in the pinch hit roll so far this season. The 1-0 pitch on the way. High misses, 2-0 the count. If McCann gets on with his lack of speed, then you can see somebody like Robert sent out there where he'll take over in the outfield for McCann anyway, and he'll run along with Garcia on the base paths. 2-0 count here in the top of the ninth inning. Presley looks in, the pitch on the way. Swung on and missed a four-seamer tailing away outside the zone. Probably would have been a strike. Two and one the count. Sox hoping to mount an offensive here with their final three outs in the top of the ninth. An inside pitch called a strike. It was up. Umpire says it was in the zone. Two and two, the count is even. Garcia on first base with a good lead. The pitch on the way. Swung on and sent in the right field. That's a base hit. Leury's in the second. The first two are on here in the top of the ninth inning. Robert's going to come down and run at first base. Mazzara comes to the plate with two very quick runners and no outs here in the ninth inning. He's 0 for 3 in this game. Renteria could consider trying to advance the runners with a bunt here and give up an out. Or he could let him swing away. The first pitch is high for a ball 1-0. And I think the reasoning is, at least early on in the at-bat, Nomar has lifted a few of them deep. They just haven't gotten now. Plus, the control is off for Presley trying to get a two-inning save. Now a low four-seamer misses 2-0 with two on and no out here in the top of the ninth inning. Mazar is also hitting 3-0-3 with runners in scoring position. So he's been clutch, even though the average is low for the season. Good speed on first and second. No outs in the top of the ninth. The pitch on the way. Low and away, ball three. And now, with Danny Mendick on deck, Jimenez still available coming off the bench along with Madrigal. It'll be interesting to see what the White Sox do here. The pitch on the way. Down the middle. 
He takes it. He's taking all the way. Three and one the count now to Mazzara. Presley has thrown 29 pitches as he remains out there on the mound. Pitched the eighth and the ninth, at least so far. It's a 3-1 count to Nomar Mazzara. Checks the runner in the pitch. Swung on and popped up into shallow center field. Nobody's going to advance on this one. There's one gone here in the top of the ninth. And the Astros are going to Joe Smith. He's got two saves and four opportunities, eight innings, and a 7.88 earned run average. That's only over seven games. Meanwhile, Aloy Jimenez has grabbed the bat and he's coming up. He will hit here in the ninth inning for Danny Mendick. So Jimenez hitting for Mendick, 267 average, 14 home runs, 41 RBI. First pitch inside a sinker taken for a ball, 1 0 the count. Anderson on deck. One out, top of the ninth, the pitch. Swung on and rifled down the third baseline. Fair ball! That ball's into the corner. One run's going to score. Roberts into third base. He's safe. Jimenez in the second, and the White Sox are a run away from tying this ball game in the ninth. Jimenez with a double down the third baseline. And we got a whole new ball game here with Tim Anderson coming to the plate. One out, two on. Top of the ninth. First pitch to Anderson. Hits the outside corner. 0-1 the count. He's got two singles in this game. He's two for four with a run scored. A hit is going to tie it. A good solid hit could take the lead. They're going to intentionally walk T.A. now for some reason after that pitch. Doesn't make a lot of sense. They had a strike on him. The decision now being made, they'd rather go to Yasmani. So you're going to bring up the guy who leads the White Sox in home runs with 18 a man that hit a big three-run home run the other night at home against Cleveland, who's two for three with a double and a single, hitting from the left side with the bases loaded and one out here in the top of the ninth because they're trying to get the double play. First pitch swung on and missed the slider inside, 0-1 the count. He's grounded into 11 this season. He also has 18 home runs. Very interesting decision. Sacks packed with socks, the pitch. High and tight, inside, 1-1 one one the count. The White Sox trying to come back in this game. It would be amazing. Simply incredible to come back in this game after the way it went. The 1-1 pitch on the way. Down? Did he swing? They're going to say he went. Grandal thought he held up. He shakes his head in disgust and says something to the home plate umpire as he steps back in. He believes it should be 2-1. and one. It's 1-2. One and two. The next pitch on the way. Swung on and off the glove at third base. Bregman looks around for it. Picks it up. Tosses a second. Gets the force, the run scores, and this game is tied at three. It almost gets over the head of Bregman. He hits it with his glove. He turns around. It's laying on the ground. Robert scoots home. Jimenez in the third safely. Grandal safe over at first base. Anderson's forced out at second, barely. We have a tie ball game, and Jose Abreu comes to the plate. Three to three. The White Sox have come back in this game. And the first pitch is low for a ball, 1-0 the count. The 1-0 pitch sent foul down the first baseline, 1-1 the count is even. If it doesn't go off the glove of Bregman, two-run score. That one's in the dirt, it's going to roll away! He's not going to score. Jimenez came halfway down the line, did not want to go. Grandal advanced the second. 
on the wild pitch. So very conservative on that one. They couldn't tell where that ball was going to go. I would have liked to have seen Jimenez try for it. He did not. 2-1 now to Abreu. Pitch outside, misses 3-1 the count. Moncada's on deck. In the bullpen, Michael Kopech and Steve Ciszek warm up as Alex Colome lost that closer's job. Ian Bummer had a rough night last night. So the options seem to be the guys that are warming up. An outside pitch and Abreu walks. The bases are loaded once again for Yo-Yo Moncada. If there was ever a time here for Moncada to get a hit in this game, it's now. He's 0 for 4 with a fly out last time up in the 8th inning. He averaged down the 325, but he slugs 566 with an on-base percentage of 374. A walk takes the lead. A hit takes the lead. A home run would be huge. Two outs here in the top of the ninth in a game that we have no business being in, but we have found our way in it. Sox have scored two already to tie it. First pitch swung on, driven deep down the first baseline, hooking foul. Stood there for a second and looked at it, but it was clearly curving foul. Way out in front of that first pitch, 0-1 the count. Next one inside, a slider misses 1-1. Braves on first, Grandal's on second, Jimenez with the pinch hit double, is over at third. One and one the count. The pitch on the way. Outside slider misses two and one. Remember the walk's as good as a hit right now. It would give you the lead. Then you just gotta come in and hold it. Next pitch high and away, three and one with Encarnacion on deck. And nowhere for the Astros to put Moncada if they throw another ball. Outside pitch, dribbled the first base. He probably should have let that one go. Yo-Yo could have walked on that pitch, I believe. Instead, he grounds out the first. The inning is over. We're midway through the ninth in a tie ball game here in Houston. The Sox still have life. Michael Kopech will come in the pitch the ninth inning. Nine games, 2-0 record, 21 in the third innings, 5.48 ERA, 30 strikeouts to nine walks. Lefties only hitting 191 against him. Righties, though, are hitting over 300. He's got Carlos Correa up. Jimenez moves into left. Larry Garcia comes in to play second base. Luis Robert is out in center field now. Angle, Mendick, both done for the day. James McCann also used up in a pinch hitting roll. Inside fastball misses, one and one the count. Nick Madrigal, the only guy on the bench still available in a player's role. And the bullpen being used here by the White Sox. Kopech throws a four-seamer outside, two and one the count. You've seen Michael pitch well late in ball games. We've also seen him have a rough inning or two. Hence the ERA over five. Four Seamer swung on and fouled off, two and two the count. He's definitely a candidate to take over as the closer on this team, along with Ciszek and Bummer, as this one is lifted out into center field. Robert comes over, Mazzara calls him off. One gone here in the bottom of the ninth inning. Yuli Gurriel comes up, one for three. The first pitch is low in the dirt. Two Seamer, one and oh the count. Next offering, swung on and missed, one and one. Sox couldn't get anything through eight innings. Then they go to the bench and find their way 
to two runs and probably should have gotten more and taken the lead, let's be honest. A ball that goes off of Bregman's glove that was on its way into the outfield that would have scored two and made it four to three. Bases loaded and a 3-1 count to Moncada and he swings at what would have been ball four and grounds out the first base. They've had opportunity after opportunity today to really be winning this game. They're lucky to be tied. It's 3-1 now. Kopech delivers the pitch. Down the middle, a fastball fouled off at 97 miles an hour. Full count with one out here in the bottom of the ninth and nobody on here in Houston. Into the wind and the pitch. He pitches it away. He's not going to get the call. He wanted it. But the batter's going to walk down 90 feet. And they've got a man on base. One out. And up comes Josh Reddick. 0 for 3 with a ground out in the 7th inning. 291 average. He's got the runner on first base. Does not have a lot of stealing ability and only has moderate speed. First pitch low and in, taken for a ball, 1-0 the count. Kopech trying to pitch low here and induce a ground ball. I like it more when he tries to overpower the hitter. Runner's going. That one is popped up in front of the mound. Abreu underneath it. Runner retreats back to first. There's two gone here in the bottom of the ninth. The Astros going with the hit and run, obviously. And instead, the pop-out occurs. Two gone here in the bottom of the ninth. And the nine-hitter, Stubbs, comes to the plate. First pitch fouled off down the third base line. 0 1 the count. Next offering down to third base. Mancata scoops over to first. And Kopech pitches a very good ninth inning. We're heading to extras. The White Sox shocked the Astros in the top of the ninth inning to send this thing into extra innings. We're all knotted up at three heading to the 10th. Edwin Encarnacion comes to the plate. In a 3-3 game, he's 0-4 for 4 with a ground out in the 8th inning. Average down to 260. It's been a tough day for the White Sox bats, and yet they find themselves in extras. A low and inside slider taken for a ball, 1-0 the count. Over 37,000 here in Minute Maid Park today. An insane Friday night crowd. We have not seen a lot of big crowds like this. High fastball makes it 2-0. Next one fouled off an inside slider, 2-1 and one the count. Joe Smith returned to the game after finishing off the last inning. Now he comes inside, almost hits Edwin. 3-1 and one the count, Lear Garcia stands on deck. Next offering, ball four, Encarnacion goes down the first base. I guarantee you the White Sox want to get that run quickly, and yeah, they're going to do it. They're sending Nick Madrigal out there to run for Edwin. So they're going to have speed on and Mads running and sitting in the DH spot for the rest of this game. So you got speed on. You take that advantage here in extras. Chris Davinsky comes in. The righty will face Garcia. The first pitch to him, low in the dirt. 1-0 the count. Good speed. On board first. That pitch is low and away. 2-0 the count to Garcia. It's a weird lineup going through it the rest of the way because of all the movement of players in the last inning that helped the White Sox get those two runs. Because that one's low and away, taken for a strike, two and one. Luis Robert 
is actually sitting in the spot behind Garcia. And that's a strike down the middle, two and two. Next pitch fouled off, a four-seamer. He's protecting, count remains even at two. Then Mazzara. And then after him, you get Aloy Jimenez. This one lifted deep out in the right field, tailing back towards the wall. Get up, it will not. I almost yelled a stretch there. That one is caught on the run at the track. So Robert comes up, hitting 218, four homers and 22 RBIs at the day off today. Didn't expect to hit, now he's hitting. And extra innings. With Madrigal on first and one gone here in the top of the 10th. First pitch ripped out in the right center field. Tailing back, that is in the gap. Mandrigal's on the move. He's coming around to third base. The throw is going to come in, and they are going to hold Mads at third. I got to tell you right now, I'm getting frustrated. That ball's in the gap, and Mandrigal should come around and score, and it almost feels like the simulation doesn't want to let our runners run. We saw it happen earlier on with uh, Tim Anderson. Sometimes you feel the deck is stacked against you as Nomar Mazzara comes up 0 for 4 and immediately rifles a line drive to first base for the second out. And you want to know what's bad about that play? He dropped it and picked it up, but Mandrigal holds it third. And I have no control over it, folks. Now they're going to intentionally walk Jimenez, who's coming up, to bring up Tim Anderson. So once again, the White Sox have the bases loaded here in a tie ball game for the second straight inning. And here comes T.A., He's two for four. He's hitting 331. And a base knock would be huge here. First pitch fouled off down the first baseline. Owen won the count. This one down the third baseline, hooking foul into the stands. He's 0-2. A low pitch. Ball one. One and two now the count. TA protecting with the bases loaded. Now another low pitch, two and two. Davinsky struggling here in the 10th inning, but can still escape. If he can find a way to get out Anderson, it's an even count with the bases loaded in a tie ball game in the top of the 10th. The pitch, high misses, three and two to count is full. Rondal's on deck, but everything's happening at the plate right now. Top of the 10th inning, two outs, a full count. The crowd on its feet. The pitch on the way. Swung on and missed a slider away. It's two straight innings. The White Sox have been on the cusp of taking the lead in this game. And two straight innings of disappointment. Michael Brantley's up. He's 0 for 4. First pitch on the outside corner from Kopech. 1-0 the count. Next offering, low and away, a changeup, 2-0. Here in his 3-3 ball game, the top of the order for the Astros. Now a four-seamer, catches the zone, 2-1 the count. The wind in the pitch, swing and a miss at a two-seamer. High and outside, 2-2. Two two. Brantley's 0-4 in this game. We've had everything in this game. We have had ridiculousness. We have had bad luck. We have had poor base running. We have had amazing plays. We have had just inexplicable decisions. We have a 3-2 count now with Alex Bregman on deck, and we've also talked with James Fox 
about the new White Sox draft pick. And now we're here in the bottom of the 10th inning trying to get to the 11th. And he walked him. Outside slider, Kopech walks him. Miles Straw will come in to pinch run. He's the winning run for the Astros. I guarantee you he isn't going to hold up on anything hitting to the gap. Because I feel like there's a cheat mode put on here when the Astros play anybody in this game. A low slider misses 1-0 the count to Bregman. Bregman's one for four. That's pitch number 23 for Kopech out of the pen. Good speed on board at first base. The pitch. Hits the zone above the knees, one and one the count. Next pitch misses outside, two and one. Foul ball down the first base line, count even at two. No outs here in the bottom of the 10th inning. Runner on first base here for the Astros. The pitch from Kopech. Down the third base line, foul ball just barely. Count remains even at two. Now a swing and a foul ball back to the backstop. Count still even at two. And he fouls back another one. Altuve's on deck. But everything happening right here at the plate. The pitch from Kopech. Swung on and missed. Got him inside. One gone here in the bottom of the 10th inning. He made Bregman look foolish on an inside fastball on the hands. And he could not get around on it. And here comes Jose Altuve. Sox battling here in this game. Feels like everything's against him. As Altuve comes up hitting 308 with a 928 OPS. And an outside changeup misses for ball one. He's 0 for 4 in this game. Kopech checks the runner over at first base. He isn't going anywhere, it doesn't seem. Here he goes. Now he's taking off at a foul ball. One and one. That's the third time in this game we've seen them employ the hit and run. As he reached for something nowhere near the zone, trying to protect the runner. It worked once. The other two times it did not. This one skied down the right field line near the wall. It'll be caught by Mazzara. He gets it in quickly. The runner has to hold. Nice catch, turn, and throw there by Nomar to hold that runner. And Alvarez comes up to lefty with two gone and a runner on first. Here in the bottom of the 10th inning. Sox trying to strand the leadoff runner for the Astros. And a four-seamer on the inside corner at 97 miles an hour goes for strike one. The next pitch almost hits him. A slider inside. One and one the count is even. Sox bullpen is a little taxed coming out of that Cleveland series. So Michael might be the guy here for a little while. We saw him do that on the road a few weeks ago against the Twins. He pitched four innings in relief in extras before the White Sox could win the game. That was their last win in extra innings. And it was on the road. An outside pitch swung on and missed one and two the count. The next offering, inside and he hit him. Right on the hip. Kopech plunks an Astro. There's two on now with two out. He lost the handle on that one. And he let him off the hook and on the first base. Although that's going to smart. It came in there and hit him on the hip at 98 miles an hour. Kyle Tucker is going to pinch run. I guess they're just trying to take away any kind of force out at second base with a quicker runner. They only need the guy at second. George Springer comes up one for four with a double and a run scored. And it'll be a matchup between one of the best hitters right now in the American League and Michael Kopech 
And that burner he's got for a fastball. Down the middle, a strike in 98. 0-1 the count. Kopech checks the runner at second. Now back to the plate. Inside corner called the ball. 1-1. One one. 24 pitches so far in this inning. 14 in the strike zone. Now a swing and a miss and a changeup low and in. Springer fooled by it. Shakes his head. It's 1-2 and two in the count. Two outs here in the bottom of the 10th with runners on first and second. And a rabid 37,000 here in Houston looking for a hit. Foul ball and a slider away. Just got a piece of it. Count remains one and two. The next pitch from Kopech. Pops it up. First base side near the dugout. Abreu runs over, leans over, and catches it. And the inning is over. We're through ten. And still tied up at three here in Houston. Top of the 11th inning, 3-3 here in Houston. Yasmani Grandal's first pitch is a low changeup, taken 1-0 the count. Davinsky remains in for the Astros. 14 pitches last inning for him. Had the bases loaded and got out of it. Now Grandal fouls that one off, 1-1 the count. He's 2-4 in this game. They're going to set up on the outside corner against him. The pitch comes inside, but he can't do anything with it. Change up at 81 miles an hour, right down the middle, fouled off down the third base line. The next offering. Outside, swung on and missed. He chased a bad one, and he goes down right away. One gone on the top of the 11th. And Jose Abreu comes to the plate. He's one for two with a single and an RBI. And an outside four-seamer called the ball. He has also walked several times. You can tell by that line as we're in the top of the 11th. He's got a 272 average, 12 homers. Got his 12th homer yesterday in Chicago. The 1-0 pitch on the way. Swung on and missed a changeup, low and in. 1-1 one one to count. Minnesota's defeated Kansas City in KC 2-1. And Cleveland's won in Texas 4-1. And Abreu pops this one out to center field. Now trailing back a little bit is Springer. He will catch it about 390 feet back in dead center field. And here comes Yo-Yo Moncada, who's 0 for 5. He grounded out in the ninth inning with the bases loaded. He's having a very difficult game. Although he has been red hot for pretty much the entire season. A bad day at the plate as he takes this one deep down the first baseline and hooks foul. He did that the last time up. First pitch, he was way out in front of it last time. Took it deep, but it was foul. Now a low and away for Seamer. One and one the count. Two gone already here in the top of the 11th. Kopech could come back out again. But we're also seeing Evan Marshall warm in the pen. He had a difficult time last night, but you're running out of options. Aaron Bummer, reportedly, is pretty worn down. And Colome got beat up yesterday, too. So it'll be interesting to see how the White Sox handle these later innings. Kelvin Herrera's out there fresh, but he's a dumpster fire lately. As this one is lined out into left field, tailing back to the wall, it's going to get down. Going to be a single as it's cut off. They're like supermen out there. They're very fast, these outfielders on the Astros. The ball's tailing away, and it's a base hit for Moncada. 
And he still only gets a single on one hit nearly to the wall. Nick Mandrigal comes up hitting 233. Heeman is a pinch runner last time up, and the first pitch is a base hit up the middle. Makata's in the second. And all of a sudden, the White Sox in the last two pitches have two on and threaten yet again. It has not been for a lack of base runners over the last few innings. They stranded three in the ninth, stranded three in the tenth, and they have two on here in the eleventh. And Austin Pruitt comes in, nine and a third innings so far this year. That's it. Over six games with a 3.86 ERA is yet to walk anybody, but he has seven strikeouts. Larry Garcia's one for four with a double and a run scored. He's got two runners on, and an outside curveball misses 1-0 the count. On deck behind him, Luis Robert, who has a double, and is only a bat. Curveball low, 2-0 the count. Garcia hitting 340 with runners in scoring position, but it feels like I've been saying stats like that all night, and then nobody gets a hit. Sox need a run. Check swing, goes for a strike, 2-1 and one the count. This ball sent over to first base. It's going to be a 3-1 put out as the pitcher covers the bag. White Sox just keep stranding runners. And the Astros just keep surviving. 12 hits for the Sox now and only three runs. The Astros have half as many in the same amount of runs. We're in the bottom of the 11th inning. And Evan Marshall's taking over for Michael Kopech. He had a rough appearance last night. 23 total games, though, 26 and two-thirds innings with a 3-1 record and a 2.70 ERA. You're not going to take one bad appearance and decide the guy can't pitch. The first pitch is going to be sent out in the right field, a can of corn for Mazzara. He'll make the play. There's one gone on one pitch here in the bottom of the 11th inning. Yuli Gurriel comes up, one for three with a single in the fifth. And an inside fastball goes for strike one, 0 and one the count. The difference so far in the last few innings between these two teams is stark. The White Sox just getting men all over the bases, but have only been able to get across two runs in the ninth. And have stranded five over the next two innings. The Astros have not had that much offense. Sox pitching, doing a very good job. Kopech. Now we have Marshall out there with the ball in the dirt, two and two, to Yuli. Next pitch swung on, it's sent out to center field. Robert comes in, it's going to bounce in front of him. A base hit, a single. There's a run around now with one out in the bottom of the 11th. Josh Reddick comes to the plate, and the first pitch is a strike on the outside corner, 0 and 1. He's 0 for 4 with a pop out in the ninth. His last time up. Standing in the left-handed batter's box with the runner over at first base. The pitch on the way in is a strike high, a four-seamer, 0-2 the count. A frustrating late-inning game here for the White Sox, first of all, because they probably don't feel like they should have been trailing 3-1 to early. Then they tie it up, but probably should have gotten more, and they really should have gotten a run in the last two innings. Fly ball out in the right field. Mazzaro's going to make the play. There's two gone. So the runner stays at first base. 
Marshall has two outs and the run around over only nine pitches here. And here comes Garrett Stubbs. One for three with a double, a couple of walks. The lefty stands in and Marshall delivers. Down the middle, lifted out into left field. Underneath it is Jimenez. He will make the play. A nice inning by Evan Marshall. Good to see after last night. It's still 3-3, and we're heading to the top of the 12th here in Houston. Will this ever end? Luis Robert is one for one. He's got a double and a run scored, and he awaits the first pitch. A ball high. It was borderline. Pruitt doesn't like it, and he's showing the strike zone to the umpire as he walks away with his hand up. I'd love it if they ran him. And we had one less pitcher in that Astros bullpen. Roberts one for one with that double that I thought should have scored Mandrigal and given him the lead in the 10th inning. Roberto Ozuna warms up now in the bullpen. The 1-1 pitch on the way. A low curveball misses 2-1 the count. They're burning through their pitchers maybe quicker than we are in this game. This may be a war of attrition. 2-1 to the leadoff hitter, Robert. An outside pitch misses, 3-1 the count. If you can get him on, you got speed. I guarantee you he's going right away. You can get him over to second base. You got Mazzara coming up and then Jimenez in the top of the order. That ball is chopped back to the pitcher. It'll take his time over to first. There's one gone here in the top of the 12th inning. Nubbed it off the end of the bat, and here's Mazzaro's 0 for 5. He had been looking good over the last couple games, not good now. First pitch ripped down the first base, picked up. He'll tag first. It was a hard hit ball, scooped on the ground by Guriel. And quickly two out. So they're helping Pruitt out and the Astros' bullpen as he only has 10 pitches so far, and here's Jimenez. Inside fastball misses 1-0 the count. Aloy came in as a pinch hitter in the ninth, hit a double that drove in a run and made it 3-2. They intentionally walked him last time up, and it paid off for him. And now he's 1-1 one one in the count. Two outs here on the top of the 12th, the pitch on the way. Swung on and missed, a slider inside, 1-2. and two. Next offering, back up the middle, a nice play made on the run. Correa scoops it out of the air. Looked like it was headed into the outfield for a base hit. We're midway through the 12th, still knotted up at three. Miles Straw comes in, hitting 204, took over in left field after some pinch running. They luckily didn't pay off for the Astros, and now he'll lead off. He's 0-1 on the count on a swing and a miss from Evan Marshall. Kelvin Herrera warms in the pen. Inside pitch swung on and missed 0-2. And if you're wondering why you haven't seen Bummers, Ciszek, or Colome, the three of them worked like crazy over the weekend. So the hope is the rest of the bullpen can hang it in there. Ground ball over to second. Larry Garcia, who started in left field, playing second base now, scoops that, and it's over to first. 4-3 put out, and here's Alex Bregman. He's one for five in this game. If a ball doesn't go off his glove in that ninth inning, the Sox probably score two and win this game with the pitching they've gotten. 
He's quickly one and one on a ball high and then a foul ball back to the backstop. One out in the bottom of the 12th, nobody on, and a 3-3 tie. A high four seamer, two and one. If the Sox get through this inning, they head to the 13th inning. The last time they did that, it was in Minnesota, where they got three runs in that inning and held on to win in extras two weeks ago. Exactly, actually, 15 days ago. It was their last extra inning win, and it was on the road. The 2-2 pitch. Swung on and fouled off. Count remains even at two. With one out here in the bottom of the 12th. It'll be the top of the order for the Sox. Anderson, Grandal, and Abreu. That one's fouled off. But they have to get through this inning without giving up a run. Bregman hanging in there. Awaits the pitch. Ground ball over to the first base side. Abreu's going to field it. Flip over to Marshall who covers first. A 3-1 put out and two gone here in the bottom of the 12th. Jose Altuve is 0 for 5 with a fly out in the 10th inning. He'll come in with two gone here in the bottom of the 12th. The pitch. High and tight, a four-seamer called the ball, 1-0 the count. Marshall trying to give the White Sox two innings of work here in relief. As that one's fouled off, 1-1. One one. Kopech pitched the 9th and 10th. Marshall the 11th and now the 12th. The game was started by Reynaldo Lopez so long ago. One and two now. And he's into the line. Low doesn't get the call. Two and two on a changeup at the knees. Everybody in baseball is pretty much done. This is the last game being played. Looks like finals everywhere. As we're here in the bottom of the 12th inning, and it's a full count on a pitch that misses low and inside. The payoff pitch to Altuve. Rifled out to left center field. It's going to get into the gap. He hit that one hard. Robert's going to get it and throw it in. A double for Jose Altuve with two outs here in the bottom of the 12th inning. His 17th on the season. He now extends his hitting streak to 11. And there's some life for the Astros. Kyle Tucker comes to the plate. Came in as a pinch runner. That did not score. He's hitting 291 with three homers and seven RBIs and 837 OPS. The lefty takes a ball inside, 1-0 the count. The scary guy is waiting on deck. That's George Springer. Next pitch, flied out in the left field. Jimenez underneath it will make the play. Marshall gets through two innings in relief. We're heading to the top of the 13th, knotted up at three. Come on, we need a run. Tim Anderson is two for five. He leads off the top of the 13th inning as Pruitt remains in the game for the Astros and a high four-seamer taken for a ball, 1-0 the count. The next pitch on the way, inside corner, four-seamer taken for a ball, 2-0. Herrera has been warming up a little bit. Steve Ciszek comes out to warm up as well. I get the feeling that's Herrera unless we're trying to close out the bottom of the 13th. The 2-0 pitch. Inside on the hand, swung on and missed. A four-seamer, 2-1. and one. Sox need to find that run. This one's foul back 2-2 two and two in the never-ending ball game. And into the wind in the pitch. Swung on and lifted out in the right field. Coming in, it is off his glove on the attempted dive. 
Anderson is on with the leadoff single. And Grandal will come to the plate here. He's two for five with a double, a single, and an RBI. You got good speed on board at first. The first pitch down the middle, foul back into the mask of the catcher. Owen won the count. Now an inside pitch called the ball, one and one. One one count. Tie ball game, three all, top of the 13th. Anderson takes off for second. Swung on and fouled back. It was down the middle. It's now one and two. So T.A. took off there. I don't imagine he goes again. No, he's taking off again. That one's in the dirt. A ball and he's safe under the tag. Head first slide. T.A. steals second. His 23rd stolen base of the season. A 2-2 pitch now to Grandal. Is popped up weakly to short. So T.A. made it to second. And now the pop out. And up comes Abreu. He's one for three with a single and an RBI. One out here in the top of the 13th. And the first pitch is low. Swung on for a strike one. Owen won the count. Next one inside. A ball. One and one to Abreu with Mancada on deck. Anderson leads off of second. Next pitch swung on and missed by Abreu. One and two. In the top of the 13th with one out. Now a strike down the middle and he strikes out. Looking. There's two gone. And they're going to walk Mancada to get the Nick Madrigal. And that makes sense. Nicky is not the intimidating hitter you expect him to be. So now two outs here in the top of the 13th. Two runners on. They're both going on the first pitch. That one's down to dirt. Anderson is safe down at third base on the double steal. So the White Sox are going to put their runners at second and third on a double steal with Mandrigal up now. 1-0 in the count. So aggressiveness here in the 13th from Ricky Renteria. The 1-0 pitch to Mads. Inside corner misses 2-0. Leori Garcia stands on deck. Sox have two men on again this inning, trying to get somebody across. Next pitch taken for a strike, two and one on the outside corner. Swung on and missed a changeup away, two and two to Madrigal. And a low changeup brings the count full with Garcia on deck. Two outs tap at a 13th. Anderson led off with a single. You also have Mancata on now, both of them at second and third. Next pitch away, and Mandrigal's going to walk. So the bases are loaded for Leuri Garcia. So for the third time, and I want to say four innings, the White Sox have the bases loaded with two outs trying to get a run. It's starting to feel like one of those games I want to beat my head against the wall. That's a high four-seamer for ball one. Garcia's one for five. The White Sox stranding runners everywhere all game long as an inside four-seam fastball called the strike. One and one the count. It is just a perplexing game right now. Sox doing everything they can to win it, but always coming up just short. The Astros seemingly getting all the breaks, and still this game is tied 3-3 in the 13th. A low outside pitch called the ball two and one. Astros pitching has been so shaky here in the last four innings. 
Now he rips this one down the first baseline, hooking foul. That could have cleared the bases. Instead, it's 2-2 two and two in the count. Will the Sox let the Astros off the hook yet again? Fouls off a four-seamer down the middle, 2-2. Two and two. The pitch on the way. Outside, 3-2, counts full. Ball four, base hit here. Gives the White Sox the lead with Luis Roberts standing on deck. Garcia standing in the left-handed batter's box. A big payoff pitch here coming. Ball four on the outside corner. Pruitt wanted it. The Astros are disgusted. It was close, but the White Sox get a run in on a walk. Pruitt now throws his hat on the ground. He's already been mad about the strike zone earlier. He's very demonstrative, but not looking at the umpire. The Sox lead it four to three. And here comes Luis Robert, who's one for two in this game. And man, a hit would be big here. You really want to get a cushion. The way things have gone for the Sox over the last 48 hours. And a low four-seamer catches the zone. 0-1 the count. Base is still loaded here for Robert, who has a double. This one's lifted out into the right center field gap. Falling fast. Get down. It will not on a diving play. The Sox will only get one run. We're midway through the 13th, trying to hold on to a one-run lead. Steve Ciszek is going to come into the game, 31 games, 4-0 record, 11 holds, 36 and two-thirds innings, and a 0.74 ERA. Righty's hitting 214 against him, lefty's hitting 110. Renteria obviously holding him in his back pocket for just this moment, and this is it. Can you come back and win this one with George Springer leading off in the five spot, one for five? First pitch lifted out to center field. Roberts underneath it. One pitch, one out. That's big. And there's one gone here in the bottom of the 13th inning. A crazy, long, excruciating game. And the Sox are two outs away from stealing it. Carlos Correa's up. He's one for five. The righty faces the side-arming Ciszek. With one out in the bottom of the 13th and nobody on. An outside sinker called a strike. Owen won the count. The bullpen not even moving for the Sox. This is Ciszek's inning. Next pitch fouled off 0-2. He's got him 0-2 in the count. He's already got one out. The pitch on the way. Struck him out looking on an outside pitch low at the knees. Ciszek, three pitches, takes down Correa. Four pitches so far. He's got two outs and nobody on. A wicked pitch. And the Sox are one out away from stealing this game after everything seemingly went against them all game long. Yuli Gurriel comes up two for four with two singles, takes a slider in the inside corner for strike one, 0-1 the count. The way that we have seen the White Sox have bad luck in the bullpen at the end of games. I'm not celebrating until this thing is over and we're all in the dugout, just in case. 0-1 the count, and it's fouled off on an inside sinker, 0-2. Then again, Steve Ciszek gives me faith. He could be the closer going forward for this team. He's definitely in consideration. So is Kopech, who came in and pitched very well in the ninth and the 10th inning, holding down the Astros. 0-2 the count, two outs, bottom of the 13th, the pitch on the way. Popped it back, foul, he'll get another pitch at least. Guriel, the seven-hitter, stands in, waving the bat. 0-2 count. Rondal puts down the sign, the pitch. 
Goes outside. He does not chase the slider away. One and two the count. Next offering. In the dirt. Swung on. It gets away. Grandal picks it up. Throws down to first base. They get him. And the White Sox win this game in 13 innings. Four to three. And it was close down at first. Everybody came off the bench and played almost the entire bullpen in this game. You come back and score two in the ninth. Frustratingly, can't get that extra run in the ninth. Can't get the run in the 10th. Can't get the run in the 11th. You leave men on in the 12th. You finally get a run across, walking in a run with the bases loaded. And the bullpen holds together. Ciszek finishes off the game. And the guy who really was one of the goats last night, Evan Marshall, gets the win for being the pitcher of record when the White Sox got that run. And the Sox win a very, very long, excruciating game, but it comes out good for them. Four to three in 13 innings here in Houston to start off this three-game series. Good thing they have a day off on Monday because the next two days are going to be rough, especially on the bullpen. Tim Anderson, three for six with three base hits, all singles and a walk. He's going to go down as your player of the game. Meanwhile, Larry Garcia, one for five with a double, an RBI, and a run scored. Jimenez, one for two with a double and an RBI. Luis Robert didn't even start this game. He goes one for three with a double and a run scored. Evan Marshall gets the win, two innings pitched in relief. Have to mention Michael Kopech, though, as well. That was amazing. He came out and did very good against a team that was hell-bent on coming back right away in that game after the Sox tied it, and he held in there. Only two hits given up by Marshall over those two innings. No runs crossed the plate. Steve Ciszek comes in and pitches to get the save. Austin Pruitt takes the loss, and the White Sox escape Houston. My thanks to James Fox. My thanks to Cork and Carey at the park. My thanks to Sox on 35th, who has a very long article to write. But trust me, my voice is shot. Wow, that was a long game. Luckily, it's over. The Sox win the first one of three against Houston. Four to three. We will see you tomorrow. This is White Sox Simulated Baseball brought to you by Sox in the Basement. Found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SoxInTheBasement.com. Bye-bye, everybody. Sox in the Basement. Sox in the Basement. Sox in the Basement. Sox in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always on SoxInTheBasement.com.